Beelzebub, Judas, Jacob, Mina, hell, hell, hell. Welcome to a Crane Kick Commentary's special spooky celebration. Hello, and welcome back to Crinket Commentaries. My name is Jack Dumastro, and as always, I am joined by my very good friend, Keaton Byer. Hello. How's it going? You didn't say hello. You always bring me in with a hello, so I like waited well, hello, for a second. Well, hello, Keaton. Hello. How's it going? There. See? God. Jeez. There we go. Excellent. Now now we can go about our business. Uh, uh, so, Keaton. Yeah. Keaton, do you know what's amazing? What's amazing? We just watched a movie. Yeah. And it was like a movie. It was like a movie. Well, yeah, so the thing is that by the music, the intro music, it might sound like we've come full circle, but in reality, well, in a way we have. <laughs> in a way we have come full circle. In a way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you're right. We have, I have this, this distinct feeling that I haven't had in quite a long time. In like a week. A week, yeah, yeah. That I like, Yeah, in about a week. In about a week, <laughs> yeah. That, and the feeling is, I feel like, I've recently watched a film. Exactly. And that's a good feeling, to be honest. So, uh, the film we're doing today is The Exodus 3, yes. if you haven't guessed the pattern yes, yet. Yes, yes, um, yes. And uh, just right off the bat, as soon as I heard that music while watching the movie, I knew it was going to be better than Exodus 2. Yeah, yeah. Like, which, is, which is not hard. No, it's not I hard. I could have pointed pointed a camera at a wall for two hours and that would have been the best probably better than the better. I, I would prefer to watch that film to be honest um but yeah the, the from the opening shot of of the exorcist 3 you can kind of tell that it's it's just a higher class of movie yeah it's it it you you really get the sense that somebody cares yeah it actually it, it feels like a real movie to me like just like it yeah i don't know it's something about the other one just doesn't even feel like a real movie. Anyway, we we spent a long time talking about it, but before we go any further, this is this is for anybody who is is joining us just now in this episode for, for the uninitiated. Exactly, um, this is the third part in our spooky Halloween series. Um, so this is not the third part on The Exorcist. This is The Exorcist. Three, yes. Spooky series part three. So that's a bit confusing. The one but... and only part. Yes. The only the one and only episode on the Exorcist three. Exactly. Yes. So this is our last spooky uh, spooky season uh, 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 special. So so here we yeah. here we go. Um, as we we talked about the Exorcist one, and we talked about the Exorcist two. The Exorcist one was pretty fucking good. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and quite spooky. Exorcist. 
Exorcist 2. Oh, was... God. Exorcist 2 still... Exorcist 2 is a bad acid trip. <laughs> in my mind, it really is. It feels like it feels like a a, a bad trip in my memory. It's just like yeah. <laughs> I c- can't quite remember. I can't piece it together, but it's just like a series of images and and bad feelings. Um, yeah. But anyway, without further ado, do you wanna do you wanna give us a recap of The Exorcist Three? Give us a little bit of a rundown of yeah. what happens, and and then we'll, we'll so go sure, sure, sure. So, I mean, like, first, let's kind of talk about, like, what it is. It's like, you know, um, it's almost, like, more of, like, a thriller, I would say, oh, than yeah, a horror yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's oh, like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like a it? police procedural, almost, It you is know? a lot. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but it is, uh, it is It's the, not a metaphysical uh, thriller? No, it's not metaphysical, although, may, no, it's not. <laughs> um... But uh, like I was saying, so this is uh, the sequel to The Exorcist 1. It ignores Exorcist 2 pretty oh, much completely. Oh, entirely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they mentioned uh, any part of it. Exactly. Uh, and so um, instead of focusing on Reagan, we are now starting with uh, Kinderman, the detective from the first movie. Yes. Well, it is what? It takes place 15 years after the yeah, several years after this film was made in 1990, and the original was made in 1973. Yeah, so about the same amount of time that happened in real life. Yeah, uh, and so we have um, Detective Kinderman, who is now played by a different actor. Yeah, and probably, um, I mean, because uh, uh, is it Lee Cobb, J Cobb, J Lee Cobb, J Lee, it's both, huh? J Lee yeah. Cobb, um. Unfortunately, passed away. Or maybe it's away. Lee Jacob. It's bo- it point is it's both Jay and Lee, but we don't know what order it's in. Um, yeah. Okay. But he passed away in, in 1975, I believe, or somewhere. Lee Jacob. Lee Jacob, somewhere in the in the mid 70s. Um, so he was unable uh, to. That's uh, why, as we mentioned last week, he was unable to be in the second one. Um, I think he was. Meant to be in the second one, actually, mm-hmm. and then it yeah. started and then falling apart. And they had apart. to rewrite so the uh, script. It honestly, maybe his death kind of like ruined that film. Yeah. Now that I'm so, thinking about it, but they replaced him with George C. Scott, who is a fine actor. Yeah. Um, although the character is played very differently, <laughs> it's an entirely different character. But, it's an entirely different but character. That's fine. Um, the character honestly doesn't anyway. show up a hell of a lot in the first Exorcist. No. Yeah, so you you have him returning uh here and he is uh he is I guess uh just more tired and less uh like um yeah, he's not jovial. He's more at all. cynical, he's less jovial, yeah. But I mean, I think part of that has to do with the actor. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, it's hard to tell where the line is there of like what the intended yeah thing is. But uh so basically, uh, he is uh, finds himself um, seeing a series of murders, which are grisly in nature. Yeah, just just awful stuff. And uh, they appear to be uh, following the pattern of a killer that died ten years ago. Yeah, he was. Did they gave him the chair, right? Yeah, they gave him the chair. They saw him die. Yeah, he's dead. But uh he know like 
uh, he, he, the crimes are being committed, uh, and it matches exactly the information that the that only the police had. Yeah, it's one of those things where they like you know withhold information from the public yeah. so they can try and catch out the killer. So so it's information that had never been made public and yeah. that only the killer could know. But the killer's dead, and yet it's repeating now in in present day, nineteen ninety. Oh, and he's also hanging out with the uh, the the priest from the end of the last movie. Oh Father yeah, Dyer, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who is also played by a different actor. Yeah, and is also a completely different character. He's. With similar, like, changes. He's a little similar. He's also much less jovial. He's still pretty jovial. The father? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Father Dyer. Yeah, he's still pretty, he's, like, pretty lighthearted. He's definitely, of the two, he's the lighthearted one. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, eventually, I'm trying to... Remember what it's yeah, kind so of there's a all these murders. Plot, to be honest, in this area. Eventually, Father Dyer ends up in the hospital for some something. undisclosed we don't really know. reason. Yeah, and um, the the detective goes to visit him in the hospital because they're bo- they're buddies from the first movie. Yeah, he brings him a puffin doll. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, he's like, "Yeah," um, and then it turns out that uh, while in the hospital, the father gets murdered. By the Gemini killer. Yeah, and it's a super is, uh, brutal murder, too. It's like one of the worst yeah, ones yet. Although it's completely clean. Yeah, There's no blood anywhere. Yeah, it's because, yeah. It was sucked from all his body and placed in jars. Individual jars. And then his head was removed and then replaced with the statue of the head from the statue of Christ. As it always is in this new state of murders. Killer. Exactly. Or is that the whole, um, the whole Gemini? No, that's not the new. But they, they did they did find the the zodiac sign on the hand. Right, the Gemini sign. Because the newspaper said the zodiac sign was on the back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the newspaper. But the actual zodiac sign was said was on the hand. It was on the hand. Right. So uh, while trying to track the zodiac killer, uh, basically. Um, he questions a bunch of people at the hospital, and he kind of finds some some things that are happening that just don't add up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, things are just kind of weird. It's a strange place. There's that weird nurse with that fly on her. Yeah, and like there's nobody that could have been in the room to kill him. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? Speaking of which, doesn't one of the priests say that his favorite movie is The Fly? Yeah, which I thought was really funny. I thought as soon as I saw that, I was like, Jake's gonna love this movie. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, uh, supernatural shit is going on. Like, who could have been in the room? You know, right? Nobody yeah, came yeah, or went, yeah. except for this like um, woman who uh, is basically catatonic. Right. Yeah. 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 There's that that really creepy vibe. Uh, uh, they go back to the um, the creepy vibe. Psychiatric, psychiatric ward. ward. Yeah. Because that's uh, always, you know, easy fodder for creepiness, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is probably offensive if you really get into it, but we won't get into it right, right now. Uh, yeah, so anyway, they go there, uh, and then they find this woman who is, like, being real creepy. <laughs> you know? And I can't really explain much more than that. Yeah, she's just kind of creepy lady. Yeah, and so he clearly knows something creepy is going on. Hey. So, uh, and then he finds out that there's another guy 
in in like the isolation yeah like unit of the hospital that where it suddenly becomes because like he's a violent yeah and so he goes and he goes and talks to this guy and he realizes that he looks exactly like Father Karras from the first movie. Oh my god. Um And he but he and he this is kind of a weird point for me because he describes Father Karras. Oh, he describes Father Karras as like a good friend, but in the first movie they like barely knew each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they just they literally just met yeah, that, and then he dies like And they were actually kind of later. confrontational in their first yeah. meeting. So I don't know if maybe that was like uh like that this is more close to the book than the first movie was yeah that's probably a good point so like i'm wondering because this was directed by the writer of the book if maybe he decided to make fewer changes that could be very much uh true yeah which is confusing for the audience but incredibly so whatever incredibly so it kind of um, uh, 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 begs it took me out of there for a second that maybe blatty should have uh, directed all three of them Maybe it would have been a better, uh, more cohesive. Yeah, well, maybe, but I think we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's probably part of the rest of the podcast. Carry on. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, uh, a bunch of shit happens, uh, and then he realizes that Karis, or the guy who looks like Karis, yeah, because he's like uh, not possessed. sure that he's Karis because he like can't. Well, because Karis is supposed to be dead. Yeah, and I think he's even got like a grave and like. You know, uh, 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 so he can't find any, like, you know, DNA records of Karis. Yeah, exactly. Well, they do, like, dental records, don't they? Or, actually, they say they're going to do dental records, but I don't know if they ever do yeah, that. Yeah, they never follow the up on it. Yeah. They never There's follow up of, on that's it. That's why. So. The, anyway, finish. Go on. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, they, uh, it turns out that Karis is possessed by this guy who claims to be the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Um. Sorry, the Gemini Killer. <laughs> I totally just agreed with you too. Um yeah, yeah, the Gemini killer. And so uh this guy uh is telling him all about the fucking terrible fucking shit that he's done. Yeah, and, and uh, then this movie like starts getting kind of psychedelic. Well that starts here. Like there's been a few kind of psychedelic y moments, but like it kinda starts getting properly like psychedelic weird here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Exorcist too. Well, that's psychedelic but... in a like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but... this is, like this is psychedelic. Like 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 watching uh uh fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That was yeah, psychedelic. This is like... like being on acid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very intentional. Yeah, and somewhat coherent. Yeah, very different vibes there. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So anyway, uh, and so he talks to this guy, he finds out all sorts of weird shit about this guy, and like, you know, it, uh, I guess he kind of believes he's the, the Gemini killer. He doesn't know how, but he knows. Oh, he knows, yeah, he's got this kind of feeling, but he, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's a whole bunch of, there's some stuff going on with a priest. Yeah, there's some incongruent. We'll talk about why this happens, but yeah. yeah. some weird. Eventually he pops up again. Yeah, um, weird unrelated priest. Weird unrelated priest, but he doesn't enter it until later. Yeah, who but, you um, think is going to tie in, but then just doesn't until well, much does later. tie in though. Much yeah, later, but like, yeah, much later. But uh, in so anyway, so he does all these these fucking discussions with the Gemini killer. Sorry, 
Yeah, Gemini Killer. Um, yeah. And basically doesn't learn anything of consequence, except that uh, basically how he became in Karis' body is basically like Pazuzu, who they don't name, by the way. No, yeah, they don't name Pazuzu. Which is probably because they were like, well, if we name Pazuzu, it, it might connect to the People might be one. reminded of the Exorcist too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. we won't. Even though it's very clear it was Pazuzu from the book, I think. So apparently Pazuzu, uh, basically, uh, as Karis was dying, like, Pazuzu allowed the Gemini killer, who coincidentally was just killed in a chair. Yeah, like, it's it just exactly uh, the same time. Or close enough. Yeah. Um, to enter Karis's body because Karis was dying. This is stupid. But, uh, because Karis was so brain damaged, because he just fucking had a traumatic head injury. Yeah, yeah, well, he just felt like he's, he literally died, like he was dying. It was Yeah, um, yeah, uh, and so, uh, basically, he was catatonic for a really long time. We... And, uh, he ends up, basically... Uh, I think basically like the body escaped from like the morgue or something. I don't know. It doesn't make no. It, he, like, says it's kind the, of confusing. he says the body. Climbed oh, they dug out, out of the coffin. Yeah, climbed out of the coffin. Right. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make Which any sense. This is the this, this is the stupidest part of the whole thing. Well, not the stupidest part. But it, the most confusing. This is the least. part where you just have to like suspend your disbelief because this is where they like yeah. are like okay, just bear with us while we desperately try and connect the two movies for a moment. Yeah, and so the body climbs out with the Gemini killer in his head, but, like, because Karis is so fucked up, like, the body's basically useless. Yeah, he can't do anything, he can't... He's it can't takes him, it. like, a really long long time to to assert control, which he eventually does, at around the time of The Exorcist 3. Yeah, he talks about, like, he's like, on this physical plane, you need bodies, you know, I have no power, so, yeah. like, but, yeah. like, I, so I, like... But yet, I had the power. I rebuilt his uh, uh, brain cells one by one, and it took me 15 years because yeah. brains are so complicated. It's like, why is all this necessary to explain? Just fucking, like... Yeah. You know, like, I don't... They could they could have explained this better, and I think, I think actually, it was intended to be explained better yeah, in, we'll... in, the, in the intended cut, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll that later. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Anyway, so it uh, a bunch of shit happens, and eventually, uh, uh, we realize uh, the the basically the murders are being carried out by fucking people possessed of the hospital, basically. Yeah. Um, which is how he manages to kill people while still being inside his cell. Which is again, like, why it almost begs the question: Why is the Gemini... why did you need that body anyway? Yeah, exactly. If you can just go into other people's bodies. Yeah, why is the Gemini? It begs. Yeah, either why is the Gemini killer involved, or why is Pazuzu involved? You know. No, I think it's the Gemini killer doing it. No, that's what I'm saying. But, but my, Pazuzu's like giving him the ability. But that's my question: is like in the conception of the movie, it begs the question: like why, why not just choose one? You know, why does it have to be this Pazuzu weird double killer? thing? Because that just complicates things and makes it kind of stupid and weird. Like, why right. can't it? But anyway, eventually, uh, uh, basically, we figure out that uh, 
uh, the Detective Kinderman's family is going to get killed. By <laughs> attack yeah, by yeah. Uh, by the uh, possessed nurse. Yeah, and they and they really use old ladies to their maximum creepiness in this in this movie. Definitely, yeah. And uh, the big giant fucking scissors thing as well. Oh yeah, old lady with which big is terrifying bone scissors. And then also the one of the greatest moments committed to film, regardless of context, is the old lady crawling on the ceiling. Oh yeah, in my that was opinion, great. That is that is yeah. It's just so fun to watch that thirty odd seconds of film. Yeah, that like yeah, like I. It's just so valuable. <laughs> anyway, he he. Uh, so Kinderman drives back home as fast as he can, uh, and then there's this old lady sitting at their table, and everybody at there is confused. And he's like, "It's the fucking Gemini killer, basically." And everybody's like, "Oh and yeah, can we talk out- about this for just one second? How his family what? is so much younger than he is." Yeah. And and like his mother in law look I like his mother in law. His mother in law looks like his age. His mother in law looks younger than he does. Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes uh, sense. Like, there's yeah. nothing inherently weird about that dynamic. You know, it's not like it's weird. Well, I mean, I think it's implied that he has a family in the first movie. Yeah, it is. It's just yeah, so. It's just why aren't they like which, more? Yeah. Anyway, it just it struck anyway, me. Anyway, confused um, me. Yeah, so uh, anyway, they pull up the shears, and she goes uh, for the they kill. try to attack attack his daughter. Um, it looked like he, she these... got her. No, but she just barely, barely missed, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought she got her, but... Because but... she pulled out of the way at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, because she didn't end yeah. up getting her, but in the... Well, her head didn't get cut off, but maybe she got a neck or maybe, something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. But uh, anyway... Uh, and then I guess they get rid of this lady. I can't remember. No, well, what happens is, like, she starts, like, fighting, uh, um... Oh, right, yeah, 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 Kinderman. Kinderman, and she's, like, strangling him, and she's probably gonna kill him, and he's, like, you know, his neck's getting all smushed up. And then she just, like, stops and falls to the ground, and the reason that this is, is it turns out, is because... Oh, it's because, yeah, yes, 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 because the priest has shown up. Priest showed up. I don't know what a priest theme song would be. What would a priest theme song be? I don't know. Um, the Exorcist theme. <laughs> no, no. That's the that's <laughs> in this sense it would be because that's... it turns out that this priest is an exorcist. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, anyway, so you knew there had to be an exorcist in this movie because it's called The Exorcist. It is three. So. I'm, I'm shocked there's well, not Well, the second exorcist. movie didn't have an exorcist. Yeah. Well, I guess technically, what's his but name? Richard was Burton was an exorcist. But he didn't, yeah. He didn't okay. successfully do any exorcisms. Yeah, well, this, this movie is arguable. Whether or not any yeah. su- ex- successful exorcism actually happened. Yeah, it's true, actually. I, in fact, so, it was attempted at least in this. I guess it's the yeah, same so as the last the one. Yeah, so the priest attempts to do an exorcism. Yeah. And basically gets the shit kicked out of him by Pazuzu, who has now taken over yeah, the body. Yeah, yeah, and that's, by we get themselves. some hardcore special because, And effects. you know that it's Pazuzu because Pazuzu has the eyes. Yeah, this is like the first horror sequence in the whole thing, you know? Oh, yeah, and this is brutal. Like the gore in this bit. Because the, the priest gets absolutely wrecked. Yeah, he gets like, 
Well, he gets all his skin torn off. I'm not sure what the implication is here because he's like held to the ceiling, but he's like pulling away. So the implication that he is resisting so hard that he's ripping his own skin off. I'm not exactly sure. I think that might have been the implication that he's like pulling. Anyway, he's a weird character. But anyway, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, (laughs) We'll talk about that. Yeah. what was I going to say? Uh, and then, uh, basically, Kinderman comes in, shows up. Meanwhile, all this crap is happening, and, like, shit's rising into the floor. Yeah, well, he shows up, and then the demon starts getting really, like, I'm going to show you what I can do, motherfucker. And he, yeah. like, pins him to the wall and shit. And then he basically says some shit. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, not, I don't really understand. Not really um, consequential to the like outcome of the plot, but it just kind of he has a little bit of a speech. Yeah, he just explains. And I, some I stuff. guess uh, is is the Karis that basically fights back. Well, yeah, the priest comes back. Like we think the priest's dead, but the priest regains consciousness yeah. for a few moments to like praise God Finish enough thing. to uh, uh, bring Karis yeah. Karis back into consciousness. Yeah, so Karis resumes control of the body for at least a little while. Yeah. And then basically Kinderman shoots him in the head. Yeah, Karis is like, uh, do it now, kill me now, yeah. Kinderman. Yeah. And he does. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Then we get uh, a scene of them laying uh, Karis to rest. Yeah, yeah, nice. And so you will notice Karis, that the finally. date on the headstone yeah, yeah, says 1975, detail. which is a good touch. Yeah. Well, the date, it, what did it say? It said, it said... Uh, 19, it was in 1975, or the movie was 1973, but I don't know what they actually said in the movie. Yeah, I forget the actual dates, but there were three dates on it. It was born, uh, laid to rest, which was 1975, and then died, yeah. which was yeah. 1990 or whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good, <laughs> it was a good touch, it was good a detail. good touch. And they only yeah. did it for a second, it was good. Yeah, but that's the end of the movie, basically. Yeah, then the movie ends. Um, so let's talk about your initial thoughts about this, uh, this actual film that we watched this week. Okay, so my initial thoughts were, once again, better than The Exorcist 2. Oh, God, so much better. Huge improvement over The Exorcist 2. Yeah, yeah, I think I was, uh, I don't know if, this wasn't on air, I don't think, but it is like, I almost thought, like, when I was watching the first 20 minutes, I was like, is this an excellent movie? Like, is this amazing? Yeah. And then I had to like reel myself in and just realize, oh no, wait, I'm just watching like an actual yeah. movie under the Exorcist banner. Yeah, and it's like also you know like I think this movie had a lot of good qualities. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, to totally. But uh, you know, uh, I think the plot was like maybe a little hard to follow, and like maybe you know, yeah, a lot of things were kind of not followed through on yeah you know what i mean i'd say about 65 percent of a great movie was in there you know yeah but like there was a lot of good pieces and there was good acting and everything yeah you know what I mean? yeah and the compelling and the, characters you know the lines were written well you know they made sense when you spoke them yeah and like the the the, the scenes kind of like led into each other more or yeah, less. Exactly. There was a little bit of some, there's some kind of chunky cuts, but, you know. Yeah, there was some stuff that didn't, you know, fully work, but, you know. Like, it, it kind I think of it was like fall apart, I think. Like, it, it, it was, yeah. It was, it was almost a really good movie. It was. It had all the components of a really good movie that didn't really quite 
come together. Yeah. And specifically, it looked like by the first, the first, my first thought after the first like three sequences and like continued throughout the film, it just looks like it's shot by somebody who like doesn't hate you. Cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody who cares. Yeah, exactly. Like it just and feels like. Yeah, it, it, it's, it was so refreshing to see that. Yeah, it was like um, I'm sure like people going to see the movie who like were hardcore like diehard Exorcist fans, who were like so refreshed. Yeah, or yeah, relieved, redeemed. Yeah, yeah. So we should call this Exorcist Three Redemption. It really should be. Uh-huh. So as we <laughs> mentioned, it was directed by the author of the original, William Peter Blatty. Um, yeah, and he, like he really, he really put in put in some some effort into this. this was this his first? Uh, was this his directorial debut? I don't know. No. No. He directed a film in 1980 called The Ninth Configuration. Oh yes, okay. Which is which also had John also Miller in it. maybe considered by some people to be the actual third Exorcist movie. Yeah, right, right, right. But it kind of is, and it kind of isn't. So technically, this movie could be considered the fourth installment of the Exorcist series. Yeah, well, there's a lot of we don't get too much into that in this episode, but yeah, it is. We won't we won't talk about that much, but technically. You could con- consider the other one that we just mentioned to be the third installment in the, the series, but this is the actual third Exorcist yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is basically the yeah. movie he went off and made while yeah. they... But the other one happens in the same universe, as far as I know. The Ninth Configuration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so he directed it, and he, 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 he obviously wrote the screenplay, but he also wrote... There, it was also based on a book called Legion. Yeah, the book Legion, yeah. Um, but yeah. So who's in it? Which was a bestseller. It was, but not a New York Times bestseller. Oh, really? What was it? <laughs> okay, actually, this is hilarious. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it, it turns out that the New York Times. I read a, a, bu- a bunch about this book. Apparently, the New York Times bestseller list is complete bullshit. Oh yeah, you didn't know this. No, I didn't realize it was based on absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's total bullshit. Um, I thought that it actually counted how many things people sold, but it didn't. And so William Peter Blatty sued the New York Times because his book wasn't on it. Even though it was a bestseller. And, and in that lawsuit, um, the New York Times won, but they had, in order to win, they had to admit that, their, that the New York Times bestseller list is entirely subjective. <laughs> Ah, well done. Yeah. Good work, Blatty. So basically they admitted that their list means nothing in order to win the lawsuit. <laughs> what? Because if they said it was an objective thing, then they would have had to put him onto it, otherwise they would be lying. Yeah, and they didn't want to. So should we go into the production? Like, we'll talk about the 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 kind of uh, cast as we, as we get into them. Yeah, so... Um... I don't know if you wrote this down, but basically, uh, this this initially started out like they initially t- tried to make this movie before they wrote the book Legion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the Exorcist two didn't didn't do so so well, obviously. Yeah, which we talked about, and we <laughs> should not mention anymore. No, no, no. Like, the point <laughs> is, is it didn't do so well. That's the end of this point. 
But yeah, for some reason, exactly. the company that made that clusterfuck horrible garbage film that should still be held responsible. Every time, you know what? Every time Warner Bros. makes a film, you know how it says, uh, brought to you by the studio that brought you then some other famous movie? Yeah. They should be forced to say, brought to you. The, brought to you by, by the, the, one, the people who made Exorcist yeah, 2? Yeah, on every single film they make. They should John Borman should have to do that too. He should, yes. Um, but the point is, they still wanted to make another one, and they were... Yeah, well, I mean, maybe it was just that they had such a bad taste in their mouth from the previous one that they needed something to, like, you know, yeah, wash like, it out with, you know what I mean? Sti- we can still salvage this fucking franchise. This we need something good to salvage this franchise. Yeah, so, um, so they did get Blatty involved. Um, which was, I think... The first good move. Yeah, well, he was involved in the second one. And this is kind of where it gets a bit confusing. Um, Wait, Blatty was involved in the second one? Well, Barely. No, no, no. He was, sorry, he was, yeah. he was involved, because we mentioned last week, he was very briefly involved in the very initial considerations, but yeah, but but they didn't. He didn't want to do it the way they wanted it. Yeah. So he was he was. But I I over. think that you know probably he was inspired to do this because he wanted to take control of the brand that yeah, was yeah, his. Yeah, prob- pro- probably. So he like he was on board with this one. So he conceived and wrote uh, a whole a film. Yeah. And, and he initially wanted to get Friedkin back. Yeah, to direct, yeah, and he, right? and he, yeah, and he liked the script initially, Friedkin. Yeah. Um. But apparently he he signed on. Very briefly, and then left due to quote creative differences. Uh, which... Yeah, or maybe it was like I got offered a better movie. Yeah, who I really knows? That that creative yeah. differences in this context means yeah. nothing ever. Yeah, that's that's the standard line. Exactly, it means nothing. Um, yeah. So him leaving. It means you're not paying me enough. Yeah, I don't really know what sent uh, set this next uh, step into motion, but. It may have been uh, freaking leaving, or it may have been. Yeah, but basically nothing was really happening with the film. Yeah, like it, it kind of, it kind of went into like development hell. Yeah, right? it died. It really, this, this yeah. specific incarnation died, and yeah, nothing came of it. So, so Blatty, seeing an opportunity here, was like, "Well, you know, I could just write it as a book." Yeah, because as we know, he's just been writing books and. And making movies yeah, exactly. like equally as successfully. So he writes the book, and it's wildly successful. It's called Legion. Yeah, yeah, not quite as successful as the first one, which I think was the best-selling book of the year um, that yeah. it came out. But very successful, nonetheless, extremely successful. Which, like you know, uh, ignites the Exorcist's passion again. Yeah. Basically, Blatty at this point, he's like, okay, well, people want this, so I'm going to fucking do a screenplay again. So he... Yeah, well, I'm going to turn it back into a movie. <laughs> it's a movie again. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's like... I'll make double money. <laughs> smart smart guy of this, this Smart movie, guy, buddy. really smart guy, actually. Yeah. yeah. He's got some hustle. Yeah, he knows how to, he knows how to hustle his, his, his content. It's good shit. Um, <laughs> so he, he, he makes this screenplay, and he starts taking it to studios. Um, and basically, it comes down to two different studios. And as we know, eventually, because we've all seen the film, and because we're suggesting you go watch this one, actually. 
Yeah, yeah, I would say you should watch. Yeah, yeah. So he eventually signed on with Morgan Creek Productions, but allegedly he he, he did so uh, when it came down to two companies, and the other one suggested the idea that they have uh, an adult Reagan birthing uh, possessed twins. So he apparently yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, like in my opinion, the the choice of not putting Reagan in this movie was great, especially after the. Yeah, Exorcist Two. Like I think <laughs> yeah, maybe she like, might have made a cameo. Reagan was not really an interesting character in the first movie. No, she's not an important character. Like her entire purpose was to be a vehicle for Pazuzu. Yes, like in a in a way, Reagan's not really even in the first movie very much. Yeah, like, she's in the beginning and the Reagan. very end. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, why do we care? Yeah, why do we care about Reagan? Like they could have if if yeah. if Exorcist Two didn't exist. I can see her yeah, having a cameo. Yeah. But Yeah, but, exactly. She's mentioned in this movie. Yeah, they mention her name, but Yeah. But that's No, it. I don't even think they say Reagan. They just call her the uh whatever her last name no, is. No, I think they say Reagan. The McNeil exorcism. Oh, I think do they? they just say. Yeah, right. Yeah. There you, well, um, there you go. <laughs> uh, um so yeah, but like obviously they make the better choice of focusing on Karis, who was a more interesting character from that movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was the this probably the smarter thing to do. Um, yeah, even though who got completely shafted by Exorcist too, by the way, Karis. Yeah, not even absolutely. being mentioned. I don't know why. Like, I guess because he yeah. didn't want to do it, but like, no, but he wasn't even mentioned. Yeah, yeah, they didn't even mention him. It's really weird. I, we can't keep talking about this fucking horrible movie uh, we get yeah, we we're just gonna though i know it's, you know it's just that, right constantly <laughs> it's burned into our brains it's like, it, it is kind of the constant like you know okay let me just put it this way i don't think i would enjoy exorcist 3 as much had exorcist 2 not been so terrible oh yeah totally <laughs> it's totally part of it uh yeah the of this film came from the vindication <laughs> yeah exactly and it's not dog shit <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got he signs on with Morgan Creek Productions to make this movie. Um and he approaches John Carpenter to direct. Um Yeah. Who allegedly was down. Interesting choice. Yeah, no, apparently he was he was pretty into it, but uh eventually uh apparently Carpenter uh basically got the vibe that Blatty wanted to direct it himself. <laughs> I love it. I love that. So he like so he was like, uh, yeah, you do that. You should uh, and probably do that. To be honest, I, I I don't think John Carpenter would have done this movie well. I don't know. I think he would have done it very, very, very differently. It would have been completely different. It would have been a very different movie. Yeah, yeah. For 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 starters, yeah. For better or for worse, but I don't know. I don't know that John yeah. Carpenter stepping into the third exorcist, exorcist movie. movie after that second one i mean I, I don't know i just don't know that it would have been good i don't know that would have been no i don't know it would have been good either but it's like but who knows yeah i i think he did the right thing yeah yeah so they, they so blatty's gonna be the director this is the movie that they're gonna do he's got full fucking control of this movie at this point he every level he wrote it he wrote the book that it was based <laughs> yeah, on this is his he fucking baby was one of the producers and he directed it is he in it I don't think he cameos in it. Because I think he was briefly in the first one, wasn't he? Was he? I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't remember mentioning that. Um, uh, no, he is not in this one. Hmm. But let me double check if he was in the first one. Yeah, okay. 
because I think he briefly was in the first one. I think when he uh part of signing on with with uh, Morgan Creek Productions was he wanted a lot of creative control as well. So he was briefly in the first one. He was. Who did he play? He was the producer of the movie that oh, they were filming. Right, right, right. I do remember that. Yeah, reading that, which is funny because he's the producer of the movie. That does make sense. That's, in in whoa, real life, that's that's a metaphysical thriller, dude. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> Don't you mention that word again. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So Blatty's in charge. So he starts casting. Um, they cast uh 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 what's his name Patton. Um, George C. Scott. Yeah, George C. Scott, who... Also of Dr. Strangelove fame. Also Dr. Strangelove. As well as Patton. Yeah. He's been in so many great things. He's He is. Yeah. He's great. He is great. He's great. And he's got such a great voice. Oh, yeah. And a uh, prickly yet pleasant disposition. Yes, exactly. Um, And then who else do they cast? Very prickly. They recast... Uh, uh, Dyer, Jason Miller? Dyer, yeah. Who... Oh, oh. So then they recast, like, uh, Father Dyer as a different actor. As a different actor. Who was the old... Yeah. Uh, it was an actual priest who got slapped. Named O'Malley. Uh, yeah. Um, the, the actor in this movie was uh, Ed Flanders, but uh, in Exorcist 1, it was William O'Malley. Right, William O'Malley. Uh, so I, Who is basically only ever been in The Exorcist because he's not an actor, yeah, he's, he's a, a priest. priest. He's a priest, he's not an actor. So it makes yeah. sense that they recast that role. And, you know, as it's yeah. 15 years later, it's a little easier to get away with that. I don't know, thing. do you think they asked him? Or maybe they didn't because he had more lines in this movie. Yeah, I think they probably just... And they wanted an actual actor. They probably just wanted to actually cast somebody. But maybe they asked him and he was yeah. just like, nah. Yeah. So... They sh- it's basically it's a pretty boring shoot, really, to be honest. Like, it's all it's on location in Georgetown. It's on schedule. It's on budget. Uh, I didn't couldn't come across anything. You know, they just did the thing. Exactly. I didn't really come across anything extraordinary. Um, yeah. You know, not every shoot has to be interesting. What? You know, sometimes it's good if it's not. If, if I think for the people involved, it's probably better if it's not interesting. If the, well, I mean, it could be interesting in a good way. Yeah, I suppose. But if there's no stories, like like there could be wacky, fun stories. Like the worse it is for our podcast, probably the better of a shoot it was. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Generally speaking, but yeah, you're right. Wacky, fun stories. Yeah, fun stories that aren't like. That <laughs> fucking hassle. But then again, if you're like <laughs> that a producer, don't create huge problems. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a producer, though, that's you're that's like you know that's that's yeah. You want an uninteresting. That's shoot. time theft. Wacky stories. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of times people are just standing around on set. Yeah, there is a lot of standing around, isn't there? I assume. Yeah. Because <laughs> not everybody's doing everything all the not time. Not everybody's doing something. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, but not everybody doing stuff all the time. Anyway, yeah. um. Yeah, yeah. So kind of boring shoot. They do. I think I don't know if we mentioned the budget, but it was eleven million dollars. Eleven million. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they shot it at this point, um, and then a few extra studio shots, uh, in North Carolina, which I kind of yeah. Assume... So let's talk about that 
for a minute. Yes. Apparently, like, there was quite a bit that was imposed on them by the studio, right? That's what it seems like. They, like, they turned the yeah. film in, and the studio was like, no. Yeah. So, from what I understand, the original was, like, more graphic, right? Yeah. Well, there was... There's... Because, like, you know how... Like, because in the beginning of the movie, you don't see any of the, the bodies. You're just told about them. You see them under the sheet, but they don't actually show anything. Yeah. Which I, I think is kind of kind of annoying to me because I'm like, I want I wanna see that. Yeah, it's a horror I movie. I want the fear and I wanna I no like it's like I wanna I wanna understand why these characters are so disturbed by what they saw. Yeah, and I wanna know why the Gemini is so freaky deaky. Exactly. Like what so it didn't quite build it up in my head. You know totally, yeah. Whereas yeah. where I think if they showed it off the bat instead of because they eventually show some of the stuff later. Yeah, they show but, like, a bit of it. If they showed it off the bat, I think I would have like been more like it would have told us a lot more about the Gemini character. Absolutely. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Um if you want. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, there were uh, a lot of the cast members also said things about like that uh they filmed things that they thought were better that didn't get in the movie, right? Because like, yeah, I think uh, a few different people said said stuff about that. Uh, like I had a I had a thing from uh, Brad Dourif, but yeah. So uh, he said uh, we all really felt bad about it, but Blatty tried to do his best under very difficult circumstances. And I remember George C. Scott saying that folks would only be satisfied if Madonna came out and sang a song at the end. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the quote. original version was a hell of a lot purer, and I liked it much more. As it stands now, it's a mediocre film. There are parts that have no right to be there. I think that kind of sums it up. Like that quote I found yeah. after like reading, like after doing yeah. all the research. Especially the because film. I feel like this movie's so close to being good. Exactly. Like really good. And I think that kind of explains it right there. You know, I think. Yeah. I think. The studio kind of fucked them over because they just wanted it there. I think because it seems like it's kind of a smaller studio. Um, yeah. I think they really wanted this movie to do well. <laughs> so they were like. Yeah. They were uh, trying to make it more. Look, like, it didn't have to be. You didn't have to try hard to make it better than the second one. No, of course not. That's all you needed to do in this movie would have done well. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, like based on the name that it, of the name recognition alone, that probably like how made... many fucking Exorcist fans were just starving for a sequel that was actually not shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so one of the major like differences that the studio kind of imposed and like pretty notable detail in fact is that the uh the original version doesn't actually have any exorcism in it yes <laughs> which is why i was saying it's like i think they just really wanted to have an exorcism in it because it's called the exorcist exactly well according to Vladdy, <laughs> which is why i was saying that priest character Kind of feels like an afterthought, and he is, because he, he totally is. He literally, is an afterthought. He was added like at the last minute, because you know we have to have a fucking exorcism. It's called the exorcist. Yeah, well, according to to Blatty, the uh, quote, the owner of the company, his secretary, had insisted to him that this has nothing to do with quote the exorcist, like the film. There has to be an exorcism. Um. And like the original version is 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 way different. Do you want to read this other quote from Blatty about the original version? He said the original story that I sold Morgan Creek and that I shot ended with Kinderman blowing away patient X. 
which is what happens, but there was no exorcism. It was a Mexican standoff between me and the studio. I was entitled <laughs> to one preview, then they could go and do what they wanted with the picture. They gave me a preview, but it was the lowest end preview audience I have ever seen in my in my life. <laughs> they dragged in zombies from Haiti to watch this film. I w- it was unbelievable. But I decided better I should do it than anyone else. I foolishly thought I can do a good exorcism. I'll turn the pig's ear into a silk purse. So I did it. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, you know, he's right in the sense that it was probably better that he went ahead and did the reshoots himself. Yeah, exactly. Rather than just let them fucking butcher his movie. Yeah, yeah, it would have been, like... Probably even worse. It would not have been good. Like, if they just brought somebody else in to just, like, tack on some random fucking shit. Tack on an exorcism. Like, yeah. Which is what happened, but at least he got to do it himself. Yeah, so Blatty had to basically make up the exorcist character and tack him back on. So, Which is why he doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the story. Exactly. So they gave them four million extra bucks, basically, to make up this. That's a lot for, what? like, basically two scenes. Yeah, basically. Oh, pr- pr- post-production as well. Yeah, yeah. Because there were some effects. Yeah, yeah. It was post-production as well as shooting the, uh, those Okay, so scenes. do you know if they had already shot the dream sequence or if it was added at this point? I think they had already shot the dream sequence, but I'm not 100% okay. sure, to be honest. So they already called up Fabio. Yes, they already. Well, yeah, we forgot to mention all the awesome cameos in this film. Um, yeah. Uh, who were they? So you got Fabio, as you already mentioned. Yeah. And then some of them I don't think were cameos, but were just interesting people at earlier in their career. Well, uh, yeah. Who else? Like Samuel Jackson was briefly in this movie. Uh. In the dream sequence, I believe, right? Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson was in the dream sequence. But he wasn't famous yet, so it wasn't It wasn't a cameo, a cameo but Patrick just, Ewing, the basketball extra. player, was yes. in it. Uh, ex-Surgeon General, C. Effort Coop was in it. Yeah, Larry King. Larry King, yeah. Uh, I think... Uh, which one call it? Oh, we said Kevin Corrigan was in it, but he was an actor. Like, he was just... Uh, oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. he's a... He was, he's a quote, friend, end quote, of the podcast. Is he? Well, we just mentioned him a lot. That's why the friend is in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people we mention are, quote, friends of the podcast. Exactly. But, yeah, well, just, like, back to the, like, idea of the original thing. that. Oh, yeah, got... we already said Fabio. Right. Yeah, yeah well, just the, his original story just kind of got, got a bit butchered by the studio. And I think the original... Yeah. Well, the, well the, I think maybe the problem is they didn't put her in enough. Yeah, well, I just don't think they were... They like, they, I think they kind of, like, uh, ham-handedly stuck in a couple extra scenes and removed a couple scenes, just enough to make it really confusing, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think they were, if like, they, if they the completely, like, if they'd completely fucking reorganized it, it might have worked better. You know? I get, yeah, I get the sense they cut out a lot and added a little. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, yeah, um, um, and like you, you're saying also that the uh, the Gemini had more backstory. He, in, uh, yeah, well, in, yeah. it's kind of seemed that way. Like, there's definitely in the book, it was way more about the Gemini, but also in his like in his movie, I think there was like actually supposed to be like some flashback sequences as well to like his early childhood. Yeah. 
and they like explain that like his father was like you know the cause of his his the motivation of his killing and i think right in the book for sure uh the death of the gemini is spoilies of the book here so i'm just gonna pause for one second here if you don't want me to spoil the well, book well i i don't think if you if you've watched the movie i don't think you're really gonna like the book's a little bit different, but you've already got spoilers. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm just. This, why would you watch the movie without? That's why I'm giving you this. And then expect not to have any spoilers. It's a good point. So anyway, yeah. the the book it's his his days. It's tied to his father, like because he's he's, yeah. he's killing to like you know, uh, 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 you know, daddy issues or whatever. So then his yeah. father dies of like a heart attack, and then therefore in the book he's like, oh, I no longer need to be here, so he just goes away. And then dies, in the in the movie version, um, it's more related to Kinderman actually plays like more of an active role. Yeah, exactly. It, but it's still related to his father. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. I haven't read the script. Well, that's what all the K's were about, I think. Yeah, exactly. Which I think might have made more sense had we seen the backstory. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, like I said, cut out a lot and added a little. Yeah. So it's like. I kind of, w- I kind of wish that I get got to see the original cut of this movie, but you said that they lost some of the film, right? Yeah, well, that's like, I the, there's kind of a mystical. So there is a director's cut, cut quote unquote, that exists. Yeah, that is available. Yeah, but it's not, it's not actually um, his original cut because mm. they lost the the film for that, right? Yeah, well, apparently he was like so- pestering the studio for years upon years for this footage. Um, and did they lose it in a fire and then just didn't tell him? I think so. I think because at first they like yeah. they, it took them a long time to like uh, admit. I think that they lost it. Yeah. And yeah. Now, now then eventually they're just like, yeah, we don't we don't have it. We don't know. We, where, don't, have we don't know where it is. It's gone. So so yeah. So they were able to dredge up some stuff eventually, well, and they, they put done, together a quote unquote cut. What they had but done not... is they were able to save some of the cuts. Because they had made VHS tapes of the dailies. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. they took that's it from hilarious. the VHS tapes. But obviously, that's not that's the quality. You can't you can't put together a no, a of, film uh, of course. Yeah. So it just it they, the, the the director's cut is not a real director's cut. There's also apparently a fan cut out there, um, yeah. which follows the like original script. Um, but right. doesn't have any. It like it. It uses, it cuts stuff out, and it uses yeah. like deleted scenes and stuff. But right. It, see, yeah, I might, I might watch the quote-unquote director's cut after this. Yeah, yeah. Like, see what that uh, looks like, but because I, I think it, it probably will be a bit better. But uh, yeah, at I don't least think it, see. Uh, what... I don't think it's possible given that they've lost a lot of the footage. It's a actually... real shame to be honest, because I think yeah, the director's really cut could is. have been a great I, yeah. movie. I think the director's cut could have been a really good movie, yeah. Um, but yeah, so before we move on, let's just talk about some of the reception to this movie because definitely did better than the uh definitely did better than the first. Yeah, it didn't have such terrible world word of mouth. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it wasn't shit. It actually made some money. Well, I think the first it didn't make. I mean, it made ten million more dollars than the first one. I think. Right. But you know, it turned a a, a significant profit. It made forty four million. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty good. It was kind of, uh, it was received much better than the second one, but I don't think it was like fully embraced by critics. Yeah, like, no, they, yeah. I, critics didn't love it. And I think mostly. Which, I mean, that's fair. Like, it's it's not perfect. Yeah, most and most 
most yeah. critiques However, I read of it were basically what our critique of it were like. Mostly yeah. people are just yeah, like exactly. happy it's a movie, but it's yeah. not a great movie. But it's yeah. But this this movie was very well received among serial killers. Oh, serial so. killers loved this movie. Loved this movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Well, oh, there's more than one. Um. Well, yeah, there's Jeffrey Dahmer loved this movie. Yeah. Um. What's his name? Danny Rowling loved this movie, a serial killer. I think there's a few more. Point being, yeah. serial killers can really relate to the serial killer character in this movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of relating to serial killers. Oh, God. This is not a good segue. <laughs> um, Leave it in, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People writer now Ralph Novak. This is a great quote. I just had to put in this one uh, little. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want to read it? Well, you, you, you go ahead and read it from. Okay. From so he says, People as a movie Magazine. director, w- William Peter Blatty is like David Lynch's good twin. He is eccentric, <laughs> funny, and daring. He also has a sense of taste and restraint. <laughs> that's good. But that's just. That's like Loki, like throwing a ton of shade on Tim yeah, Lynch more than it's saying anything about Peter. Yeah, this is Blatty. It's like no actual good thing to say about Peter Blatty. It's just like sounds like you're in love with David Lynch a little bit. Sounds sorry. It sounds a bit like you have a crush on David Lynch, like say, like or just throwing a lot of shade. I know, but he's living rent free, man. Like, why are you taking this exorcist? You know, uh, uh, uh. uh uh, critique to to talk about to, David to, Lynch to, to talk, talk about, about David how Lynch. good David Lynch is if only he had taste you know yeah yep. it's like hey Jake what's your uh, what's your opinion of Star Wars it's like ah oh, you know David Lynch would be great if only he had taste well it's funny you should mention that because David Lynch almost directed uh, Return of the Jedi oh how good that would have been uh, he actually has a, a hilarious story oh, about meeting with George Lucas. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, I don't think I have, but I was thinking Empire. I think he would have been a better Empire. Oh, director. maybe it was Empire. I can't remember if it was Return of the Jedi or Empire. I th- my mind, def- he would be a better Empire director. But now we're starting to talk yeah, about Star maybe. Wars, and that's never a good thing for us to do. So let's move on to the no, next. because then J.J. Abrams will come no, up. Oh, no, God. <laughs> Not... Who is currently rotting in movie yeah, jail along Dill. with uh, John. along with William? I'm sorry, John Borman. Yeah, yeah, they're both <laughs> shackled. <laughs> yeah, uh, in movie jail. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let's uh, move on to our next segment here. The uh, the uh, you know logical negation of falsehood. <laughs> Welcome to the truth. Spooky Welcome to truth. truth. Spooky truth. Just because it's spooky season, you know? Yeah, you know, spooky. We're going to talk about zero colors? Well, just tell me, t- introduce the segment and we'll get into, we'll get into the, okay. the truth. <laughs> the trueness. Well, I guess the truth where we uh, find something that has to do with the movie that is true, or maybe not. Or we find out if it is. <laughs> Excellent introduction. 
Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put on our uh, Scully and Mulder hats and get to the bottom. Yeah, of this. we're in the bottom of this one. Yeah, although I don't know. I think I'm clearly Scully in this situation, and you're definitely Mulder. Yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I think no that's doubt. pretty no clear. Doubt, no yeah, doubt, no, doubt, no, doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spooky Mulder. Yeah, spooky. Um. So, Gemini Killer in this movie. Let's talk about the Gemini Killer for a second. Obviously based on the Zodiac Killer. Obviously based on Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer. So, for those of you who aren't familiar, Ted Cruz is a Zodiac Killer. <laughs> as proven by two <laughs> tweets. Um, the first one, well, the first one, he gave a speech in 2013 at CPAC titled this is the zodiac speaking so obviously that was his admission that's basically admitting yeah Yeah, and then later um i forget what year was this um in the year 2017 he tweeted out the zodiac cipher and symbol so Point being, I don't know, man. It seems pretty clear to me. Point being, he's a fucking Zodiac killer. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's just a little aside because, uh, according to the FBI, the Zodiac killer is n- not been caught, even though you know really? he's a senator for Texas right now. Um, well, maybe the Zodiac killer was actually an alien, and the reason why they said he wasn't caught was because they don't want to reveal the truth. That's a good theory. Give me a second. I gotta write that down. <laughs> um, but yeah, if even a alien or not, the Zodiac killer in his uh, those who aren't familiar, he 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 claimed to have killed thirty seven people. However, he only has definitely has seven attributed to him, um, or convicted of. Or I guess not convicted because he never caught. Yeah, no, he's not been. He was never caught. Um, that's why he's kind of lived on in infamy in popular culture. Yeah, is because he he communicated with police, taunting them with a series of ciphered codes, some of which have been solved, others of which others have not been solved uh, 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 to this day. Um, and right. his identity. So, so what was the point of the codes? Hmm? Like, if he wanted people to be able to read the message, why did he put it in code? Well, not everything was in code. Sometimes, occasionally, he just called the police okay. station and talked to them. Um, oh, okay. But then, I think he was just trying to be a. He's just being a fucking. I don't know. Right. We're not going to get. Are, is it even? Was it even a good cipher? Oh, it was. A, it's was an, it, that's like, why it was really to this day weak. It hasn't been solved. Is really? Because it's some of them. Nobody's figured it out. Some of them uh, haven't because he has a series of them. Well, maybe they're just gibberish. Could be. That'd be. That's, well, one of them. If I was a psychopath, I'd, maybe I would do it that. It could be one of them that has been solved uh, had a, a couple of spelling mistakes in it. Right. But in the one that ha- one of the ones that has been solved, he claimed to be collecting slaves for his afterlife. Um, right. So that's pretty uh, creepy. Um, hey, Keaton. Yeah. Are we a true crime podcast now? No, but we dip our toe in every now and again when <laughs> movies have crimey features. <laughs> Okay. But no, we're still a film podcast for the love of God. Yeah. But I, just there's not much similarity in the in in the murders um between the 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 ones, you know. 
the Gemini killer and the Zodiac killer? Yeah. And, uh-huh. like, at least that I know. Like, I mean, maybe if, 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 if you... Because the Zodiac killer, as I mentioned, infamy. I, I think there's probably two billion hours of documentary and podcast, like, you know, content out there. On the Zodiac killer? Yeah, exactly. So within there, I'm sure there is a, a, a lot more details about, like, you know the state of the bodies but as far as i know he didn't have they were not decapitated well yeah and i don't think he had any like mo as in like he didn't yeah. cut off a finger he didn't or he didn't drain their blood yeah and he didn't like cut a symbol or he didn't he just didn't do stuff like right, that yeah. he just killed them and left basically most of right the t- and then wrote a stupid note about it exactly most of them were shot one was stabbed um, okay. a couple people survived but anyway that's enough about the Zodiac killer That I just wanted to write to put that in there because people cause, cause, cause the fucking Gemini people killer is know. so clearly the fucking Zodiac killer but you know this is well I think I think Blatty admitted it yeah yeah well, not admitted it but just said it cause it's what it is it is what it is Gemini Zodiac come yeah. on it's there yeah come it's on. yeah so but you know this is Halloween, so let's. Uh, and this is the Exorcist, so let's fucking talk about an exorcism. Okay, is this uh, related to the movie? Yeah, or just because it's an exorcism? No, it's well, it's related to the franchise. Um, okay. So, in the first episode, we talked about the uh, the exorcism of Roland Doe, who yes was the exorcist, and that was the exorcism that Blatty. Like based the first novel on. Yeah, he based like most of the like that's where he got into exorcisms. Basically, was hearing about this one. Like he read about it in the mm-hmm. paper. Like go back and listen to the first episode if you don't remember this. But like, or if you didn't listen to it. But yeah, he read about it in the paper, and he was like, "Wow, that's interesting. I'm gonna go write a book about it." Right. So he did. But there's also this secondary exorcism that he used as as inspiration for a lot of details. That were uh, in the first movie, um, and vaguely in the second one, but not as much. But it's more about the the the, the concept. So, um, this is the exorcism of uh, Emma Schmidt. Okay. And she was exorcised. Is that a word? I don't know if we've. I think it is. Must be. Yeah. Um. She had an exorcism performed. Exactly. So she had her exorcism performed by the infamous early 20th century German-American Capuchin friar and Catholic priest, Father Theophilus uh, Reisinger. Why was he uh, infamous? Because he apparently performed a lot of uh, uh, um, exorcisms, and he was like, he was bounced around. Uh, the Catholic Church quite a bit. He started off after he came to America from Germany. What was he not appreciated by the uh, higher ups or something? I don't think they liked him as much. Well, he came to New York and he, <laughs> I don't the and he was you know performing exorcisms in New York and like generally right. being, uh, uh, I guess kind of annoying. So they shipped him out to Wisconsin. <laughs> right. Which is where he became involved with Emma Schmidt, allegedly. Um, okay. The I was reading that the kind of there is a bit of debate about where the initial like where they met, whether or not it was in Wisconsin mm-hmm. or if it was closer to the East Coast. But 
regardless, and uh, the book I was reading said it was Wisconsin. So she began experiencing possession symptoms at around 14 years old, very similar to the other. Did you say possession symptoms? Yeah. Okay. I just find it funny to think of possession as like a medical condition. Yeah, we have symptoms like similar to Roland Doe, you know, uh, 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 revulsion <laughs> yeah. of holy objects, you know, stuff yeah. like that. I'm just imagining a doctor like coming in and it's like, we got the test back. They're possessed. It's possession. <laughs> yeah, it's possession. Tested positive for it's possession. Positive for possession. I'm sorry, but you've tested positive for possession. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, so revulsion, and this is, uh, I should, I should, uh, 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 um, preface this with, the, I believe the first, like, instances of, of possession symptoms, this is, I believe, 1898. Oh, okay. When this, this is a lot longer ago than I thought this was. Yeah, yeah, but, so. And even back then they were, like, uh, not into his exorcism business. Yeah, they didn't love it. They didn't love it. Yeah. Because even then right. they thought it was like a 16th century thing. Like the Catholic Church. Oh, like okay. They, they right. still yeah. were like, this is not modern religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so the Emma began experiencing uh, stuff, you know, stuff like, dis- quote, disturbed thoughts, whatever the hell that means. Um, she had an inability okay. to enter churches. And then this one is great. This book just said, quote, unspeakable sexual acts. Oh, God. So Lord knows that, what that means in the in that time period. Is there involving crucifixes and blood? It, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Masturbating with a crucifix is where my mind first went for sure. That scene in the exorcist. But yeah. like because in the book it was an actual <laughs> masturbation. So maybe, you know, maybe she yeah. didn't actually stab herself in the crotch as much as she actually used a cross a crucifix. Okay, yeah. Um the second one is far more disturbing <laughs> with the blood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The stabbing yeah. is much worse, for sure. Yeah. Um, the other one's... Per- There's nothing wrong with the first one. <laughs> like, if that's what you want to do. It's a little odd. It's, if that's what you, you want to do, man, like, good for you. But um, if that's what gets you off. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so this is little... This, do you want to read this next little bit here? Just uh, summarizing the first uh, bit about her possession. Yeah. So basically, in um, in this account that came out and uh, was done in 1935, um, the uh, the source of the possession was believed to be uh, yeah, the source of Emma's possession was believed to be her aunt Mina. Mina, which. If you know anything about Dracula, is a name that pops up in that. Mm. Um, <laughs> who is uh, repeatedly a witch, by the way. Yeah, which is a similar theme. That also was a theme with the Roland Doe well, exorcism. Yeah, exactly. Um, and reportedly, the witch uh, placed spells on herbs for the food that was prepared for Emma, I believe. Yeah. And um, her aunt was also allegedly a lover of her father so most of that second the stuff about her aunt and father i think is probably bullshit um right like you don't think she was a witch no i don't You don't think they were spells well she might have been you know she might have been up to some witchy stuff but you know i don't think she right. was causing a demon to possess uh emma no i don't i don't i don't think so but the book i was reading kind of kind of called all this this 
extra stuff about her and her father and the food stuff. It, it kind of made it sound right. like that was a bit more rumor than it was. Is this one documented like the uh, the Roland Doe one was? So here's the thing. This first, um, well, we'll get to it right here. She, she under the authority of the Bishop of Des Moines, um, Emma was first exercised by Father uh, Theo, which is what they called him. Um, in 1912, mm-hmm. so she was 30 years old. So she'd been experiencing possession for like 15 years at this point, basically. Right. Um, so this first possession in 1912 is not documented, basically at all. This is all just like hearsay, and 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 people, and Father Theo, obviously, he wrote a book that he talked about it very briefly, I think. But, but yeah, so that, but that that exorcism is not documented really at all. But then 20 years pass. And, you know, mm-hmm. not, nothing from Emma, but then she comes out of the woodwork and uh, she finds Father Theo and whether or not it's her or someone near her, but regardless, Emma needs another exor- exorcism. Okay, so the exorcism kit comes out. Yeah, so Father Theo is like, exorcism! Exorcist! Yeah. So he gets. Oh no no no! He's he's actually uh he's 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 quite a bit uh more like this. That's that's what he does. Yeah, and then he goes exorcist. And then he arrives on the scene, um, and he's like, okay. He's got his holy water. And yes. Shit. So apparently he wants to do it at this convent. Um, okay. And he, he gets, so this one is, this one is, is way more documented. This one actually, because as we mentioned, right. the Catholic Church actually writes this stuff down. Although this one is not sanctioned by the Bishop of Des Moines like the previous one was. Yeah, but that one was also 1912, so I don't really know. It. Right. Does Des Moines still have a bishop? Oh, they definitely have a bishop. Yeah? Who's the bishop of Des Moines right now? Let's find out. I I assume they're not a... Uh, uh, okay. Bishop William M. Joinson. Joinson. Yeah. What do we know about this guy? Been the, been the bishop since 2019. <laughs> New bishop. Well, yeah, I mean, they change every once in a while. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about yeah. bishops. Besides, yeah. well, I know, st- I know, but you know, eventually they die and have to be replaced. Yeah, that's hopefully if we're lucky. Just because yeah. then you have a zombie bishop, and that's no good. Or yeah. Uh, anyway, um, you got so Father Theo is like, okay, we're gonna take you you to the convent, and we're gonna get some strong ass nuns. And that was actually in the book. They said they got the strongest nuns to help uh, hold down Emma. Um, they got her on an iron bed. Uh, and then the exorcism began. Yeah. And it was incredibly, apparently, incredibly violent. You know, she like... That guy, by the way, I just sent you. He's the Bishop of Dubai. Oh, yeah. I'm on his website right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's apparently a very, uh, violent, uh... Violent affair? Violent affair, with thrashing, howling, all that nonsense. Just like in The Exorcist? Exactly, just like in The Exorcist, and apparently... Just like in the movie? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, this was one of the more intense, uh, sequences. Apparently, 
Um, at one point, she like sprung from the the bed and like defying gravity, like flew across the room and like landed in the door frame, like wow, and was like you know again defying gravity, like hanging from the door frame in like a creepy like way and the book i was reading was so funny because it was it was like there is no way that this can be uh be a uh, 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 you know written off as as anything besides demonic possession demonic possession of, yeah because exactly. of how many people uh uh, uh were there saw it and then there's like besides group uh group psychosis it's like yeah yeah besides that yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what else happens? Uh, 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 oh yeah. So this is uh, there was some vomiting apparently. Well, this is apparently where just like in the movie. This is where apparently they got it from the movie. Apparently, she continuously vomited quote buckets worth pea soup of sludge. Yeah, and they described the vomit as apparently because she she didn't eat for weeks. They were saying like 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 nothing substantial because she's being you know exercised. And yet she's yep. throwing up torrents of vomit that looks like one of them said it looked like tobacco leaves. Um, someone else said it looked like macaroni. Oh God! Yeah. Ugh. Yep. So don't say that. I ate macaroni today. Oh no! Don't get <laughs> don't get exercised. I won't. Well, try not yeah, to. Yeah, try not to. Try your best. Keep away from Pazuzu. Um. Apparently, she <laughs> believed she was possessed by Judas Iscariot. Um. Oh. As, but this is this is weird. Also, on top of that, her own father, uh, who had cursed her with the help of the aunt Mina, the witch, yeah, for refusing incestuous sexual advances, which is creepy and gross. Um, apparently, during the exorcisms, Emma spoke in a creepy high falsetto voice, huh? um, which the priest interpreted as the voice of her aunt Mina. So she was possessed by her own aunt. Yeah, and her father and Jacob, uh, and Judas Iscariot as well. Mm. So in total, the exorcism took almost twenty days, but like not, you know, not twenty days one after the other. They have to, you know, rest. You can't just exercise yeah, day exactly. after day. Well, I mean, you saw the exorcist. Yeah, it's hard. They fucking killed them if they when they did it. Exactly. You know. I honestly don't know how uh, how Father Theo survived this twenty years, just you know, trucking around, exercising yeah. demons, trucking and around, shit. exercising people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to just read this last little bit about how the exorcism ended? Yeah. So basically, the way the exorcism ends is that um, on December twenty third, which is the last, this is the day that they finish the exorcism. <laughs> Father Theo commanded in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary to depart to hell. Oh man, and did it work? Um so Emma began to scream Beelzebub, Judas, Jacob, Mina, hell, hell, hell. Hell, hell, hell. And then she opened her eyes and in her very own voice she said my Jesus, mercy, praised be to Christ. Because the power of Christ compelled her. She was compelled by the power of Christ. So there you go. Um, and that was basically it. And uh, since then, uh, basically, all was uh, hunky-dory. Um, with uh, only mild symptoms of uh, possession after that. Yeah, which were, quote, quite <laughs> manageable uh, symptoms of possession. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. That's almost nothing. 
Yeah. You know, every once in a while, I feel like I'm just possessed for a second or two, you know? Yeah, we all have moments. We all have our moments, moments of, of possession. mild possession. But they're yeah, quite you know, some, Sometimes I just, you know, start, uh, like, blurting out, uh, cunt, cunt, uh, what was the thing that she uh, said? Your mother sucks cocks <laughs> in hell. Yeah, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Sometimes I just say that. Well, yeah, we, we all start <laughs> screaming that occasionally. So, that... Uh, well, there is one more thing we have to do. Alright, welcome to Six Degrees of Star Trek. This is the segment we talk about... Connections between this film and Star Trek, of which there are some. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so this is uh, obviously we do this by uh, sort of ranks of connection. Like a direct connection would be if somebody in this film is in Star Trek, and a one step would be it. Wait, two step. And a two two step is if somebody is in something with somebody else who's been in Star Trek. And so on and so forth. And so on and so on. Three, four, five, yes, et cetera. Yes. I don't think we've ever had to do a four. No, I don't think it's ever gone further than three. Because I don't think there yeah. is, really. It's harder to not no. find yeah. a three. Exactly. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, however, uh, well, let's just go ahead and start with this movie. Because well, mo- there are a few. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if there are any Did you notice any? connections. Oh, there are dark connections. Yeah, well, I was going to say... It was pretty obvious to me just while I was watching. Oh, Did you notice any? Not off the top of my head, because I'm not as good as, at that as you are at placing people's faces okay. to Star Trek episodes, but um, I, I, it's definitely a, a hot period of Star Trek. You know, there's a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, so this is the early 90s, you know. They have... Um, TNG is uh, it's happening. Um uh, in a couple of years, you're going to have Deep Space Nine start up, uh, and then Voyager. Yeah, so after there's that. a lot of opportunity for people in this film to to, yeah. to, to be in track. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Let's let's start with the direct connection because okay. there was one that I found. Okay. Okay. And I'm surprised you didn't notice this. Who is it? Who's the direct connection? So Brad Dourif. Oh yeah, who, who right. you may know from who most people probably know from Lord of the Rings, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's what I. Uh, so he's first Grievous Wormtongue in uh, in Lord of the Rings, but also I feel like Brad Dourif just cannot catch a fucking break as an actor. Whoa. Like all is like he's kind of typecast, you know. Oh yeah, totally. It's very villainous, often like um, psychotic. Like he also he's also the voice of Chucky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's. <laughs> He's good at being kind of creepy, but yeah, um, but yeah, I can't believe I totally. He I was in I One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, and uh, in what am I meant to talk about? He was also. I can't believe I, I can't believe I I forgot about this. So this is this is uh, three episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Yeah, he's got a sick arc in Voyager. Yeah, so he plays uh, crewman Lon Suter. Uh. Who is a Betazoid, so somewhat telepathic. Yeah. Uh, uh, Deanna Troy is a Betazoid, if you're wondering <laughs> what a Betazoid is. Yeah. You know, they feel something. But he's a psychotic Betazoid. Oh, aren't they all? <laughs> anyway, sorry, my, my 
uh, uh, I'm getting in the way with my uh, hatred for baby. And boys. so uh, he in 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 the first episode he's in, which is called Meld, which is a very Tuvok happy episode. Yeah, very Tuvok. Uh, he he mind melds with Tuvok in an attempt to sort of help him become less psychotic i guess yeah well he wants the vulcan self-discipline but in the process he transfers some of his his psychopathy to uh tuvok tuvok no and so tuvok kind of goes nuts for a while and then they i guess they basically after that episode they lock up suitor for the rest of what they assume is the voyage yeah well but then he comes back in two more episodes, Fuck Basics, yeah. part one and two, where the ship is taken over by the Kazon, I think, and, uh, and uh, the only person left on the ship is Lon Suter. Uh-oh. Who, oh, well, the doctor's also left on it, but he's not a he's person. He's not technically a person. Well. Well, he's not physically there, not, yeah, so yeah, right. can we really even say he's on the ship? Do you, he's he's a person. Do you want to have this debate right now? No, I'm not. I'm just okay. He's he's on the ship, but he can't do shit. Speaking of which, follow Robert Picardo uh, on all social media. Okay, sure. I think I might already. Yeah, I just that's for the <laughs> listeners too. That's just my yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? So basically, um, he like overcomes his like urge to be a bad guy, and basically <laughs> helps retake uh retake Voyager from the Kazon. But I believe in the process yeah, well, gets that's killed. Probably, it's it's almost. <laughs> necessary for the redemption arc yeah exactly so he sacrifices himself i believe to uh to uh actually am i ruining that episode maybe yeah uh, well you know we've ruined a lot of star trek episodes we've ruined a lot of star trek episodes yeah. but well i don't think i ruined the episode because the episode's still good No, the ep- <laughs> just even though you know what happens yeah yeah it's it's almost better now <laughs> well you can see it coming i'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so that was that. That's Brad Dourif. But yeah, no, I just want to say Brad Dourif uh, completely uh, is kind of typecast. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen him as a good guy. Yeah, I can't think of any. Um, or, I mean, I guess he's kind of a good guy in Voyager, but he's also and psychotic. It, he has a redeeming arc in Lord of the Rings kinda, movie. Yeah, but he's he's a bad guy for the most part. So, yeah, and he's also Chucky. Yeah. Who is evil, but also kind of funny. Yeah, well... <laughs> We should next year, Chuck. Next year we'll do Child's Play. Yeah. One, two, and three. Yeah, that'll be cool. Oh god, those movies go south really quickly too. Yeah, really well. We'll <laughs> wait till next year to get into all that. Um, yeah. So um, more track connections. Do more track connections. Them? So we continue. We continue. And I love this. I love this because we brought up this this we brought up this same film last week. No way. But it's through a completely different connection. No way. Okay. Okay. So remember how last last uh, episode we said that um, uh, James Earl Jones was in this animated movie called Quantum Quest <laughs> yeah. with William Shatner? Yeah, Quantum Quest. How could I forget? You know who else is in Quantum Quest? Who? Samuel L. Jackson, who is briefly in this oh movie. Oh, my God. No way. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as I mentioned last week... Uh, William Shatner plays the core. Of course. And Samuel L. Jackson plays fear. Fear? I don't actually know. He plays the concept yeah. of fear? 
I, I don't know. His name is Fear. I haven't seen this movie. We should watch this friggin' movie. Kind of sounds badass. Yeah, to it's be got honest. an all star cast. Okay, so let's see the cast. Is it a uh, feature length film? It is 45 minutes. Okay. So no. But, okay, let me just read the cast here. Okay. Chris Pine. Oh, yeah, okay. Amanda Peet. Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. okay. Hayden Christensen, oh, of all people. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> James Earl Jones. Wow. Sandra O. Oh, Wow. William Shatner, wow. Mark Hamill, holy shit! The Incredible Doug Jones. This is a uh, very specific uh, cast here. Robert Picardo. Oh my god! Brent Spiner. This is on purpose. They clearly just cast Star Trek and Star Wars people on purpose. Oh yeah, and Casey Kasem. Oh, oh, this is before Casey Kasem <laughs> died. Oh god, I, we yeah, have to watch this movie. Well. I don't think I don't know if we can do a full episode on it. It's only four or five minutes. Uh, we could do a full we'll episode on it if this is the cast. Yeah, maybe not two episodes. <laughs> anyway, that's incredible, an incredible cast. What's it called again? Sorry, Quantum Quest: A Cassini Space Odyssey. Huh. All right. The poster is very aesthetic. Quantum <laughs> Quest: A Cassini Space Odyssey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm looking at the this, poster. This this came out in. 2010. You missed John. But for some reason, for some reason, the the poster looks like a fucking vaporwave album. Yeah. <laughs> Weird poster. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. What were you gonna say? I'm just looking at this. It's confusing. I like with this thing. I'm just looking it, at it this. Seems, this yeah. This movie now. I'm sorry. I'm getting yeah. absorbed. This movie. Okay, let's move on from it. But it we, looks, we will come back to this movie at some awesome point. We will. Shit. It will be mentioned again. It might also be crap. Yeah, it probably is. But it looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, where were we? So, uh, okay, last one. Here's the last okay. one. And this one is kind of um. Either really stupid or really great. Okay. So, Larry King makes a brief cameo <laughs> oh, in this fuck movie. Fuck yeah, he does. What? I can't. I can't even. I didn't even notice Larry King. Where was he in this I movie? I think he's in the dream sequence. Was he? He was in. Okay. Well, he's somewhere in this movie. Um. Uh, I saw a, a still of him in the movie, but I couldn't remember what scene that was from. I think he's in the dream sequence, or he's on the TV. Right. So. Uh, May 15th, 1994, Larry King Live. <laughs> okay, who was on Larry King Live on May 15th, 1994? Rick Berman, Michael Dorn, Marina Sirtis, Avery Brooks, Nana Visitor, and Renee Abergenois. Holy smokes. What a show. Yeah, I'm going to watch it after this. <laughs> You're going to watch that episode of Larry King Live? Yeah. Fuck yeah. They're probably talking about Star Trek the whole time. I was. What else would they be talking about? What else could, could they talk about? <laughs> oh yeah, and he's also had Shatner on. I think at least at least once. One would Separately. assume. May he rest in peace. By the yeah. way, Larry King. Yeah, Larry King. R.I.P. But yeah, that's uh, that's three connections right there. There you go. Fuck yeah. And I'm sure we could keep going, but we'll. Oh, we could. We'll, uh, but yeah. we'll give our listeners a break. No, we won't. We won't make them. Yeah, so uh, there we go. That's that's that. So, okay, let's get to our final thoughts the here. The final Just... thoughts on 
before we sign off this here. Is not only on Exorcist three. Yeah, just... This is our final thoughts on the Exorcist series. Actually, we should talk about the whole series in retrospect. Yeah, yeah. This actually. is this is the the yeah. Halloween special final. Yeah. Keep thoughts. in mind, this isn't the last movie in this series. No, no. But... There's five movies and a show, but but this is kind of this is kind of the end of like uh, one phase of the series. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I think, and there's like, even like a modern film coming out like this year or next year, but I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see how that is. But anyway, um, what was I going to say? Final thoughts. Final thoughts. On, first, let's go with this movie, then we'll talk about the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, almost a really good movie. Uh, <laughs> much better than The Exorcist 2. Oh, yeah. Not quite as good as Exorcist 1. Uh, so, Agreed. Agreed on all me, fronts. Yeah. I think it's probably ruined yeah. by the studio, like we were talking about the director's cut. I yeah, think. like we were doing. I really want to see the director's cut. Um, or uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the one that exists. Yeah, and, and then, I would love. It would be. Know. It's a shame that they lost the it, footage. It's a shame that yeah, you know, maybe they can like I don't know, <laughs> recreate it with paintings. Ba- I don't know some shit. Yeah. CGI. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> something like that. And like what you were talking about, like showing the bodies, that kind of speaks to. Like, yeah, like that would have I think done a lot. I, I just want a more spook. I think. Like I just think. Yeah, I mean there was yeah there was very little actually in the way of that, and I'm not saying like you know this movie has to be a horror movie just because it has, just because it's part of the same series. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what he was. But I mean, to break it was with, it but... was, yeah, there was a lot of like you know. It almost felt like a lot like an episode of the X Files, you know what I mean? Yeah, there was a lot of talking about yeah. stuff. Yeah, which is fine, exactly. Which is great. No, it's fine. It's just like it's 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 not what I was expecting, and I don't think that that's what, like once again, showing the bodies would have done a whole lot about yeah, that. Yeah, just show you know me I mean? a bit of horror, a bit more spook. You know, I just want a bit yeah, more spook. Yeah, exactly. I wanted it to be a bit. Yeah. Or make it more distributed better through the movie. Yeah. Because there's a lot at the end. Yeah, and even the end is not horrifyingly spooky, to be honest. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. that one scene where the with the priest tearing himself off the ceiling. Yeah, that's brutal though. That is that's a lot. But I wanted like three more instances of that peppered throughout the film. Yeah, exactly. Would have been great. But yeah, good uh, good improvement. Yeah, totally. Is the main point. The... And it's like you, it redeems the series. Absolutely. It's like oh, okay, we're back on track now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah. So, so do you have anything else you want to add about the Exorcist three before we talk about the series as a whole? No, I think you, I think you, you hit all the all the the important points there. Um, okay. Series as a whole now is a uh, yeah. Uh, well, the, the the trilogy, the first trilogy as a whole. Yeah. Um, yeah. First movie's the best. Still, I think. I think the rating is pretty obvious. I think the ordering is pretty obvious for most people. Yeah, I think I think it is. You're right. There's not even any point. It goes one, three, two. One, three, two. Two is barely. No, no. It goes one, three. Anything else in existence? Two. Two shouldn't make your list. I don't know why it's part of. It's the a shame that they had to call this movie Exorcist Three. They should have just called it Exorcist. This two. should have been Exorcist Two. Yeah, they should have called it Exorcist Two. It really should have. Not been yeah. what happened, but in they had to. They had to because the other one was called Exorcist. The Heretic, and this yeah. one was originally. Although titled I think Legion. the director's cut of this, the director's cut is called Exorcist Three Colon Legion. Yeah, this one I think it was in originally, but then they took it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think, let's see. Anything else about the whole series? Um, so here's what I would say. If I were to write the entire series out of 30, uh-huh. giving points to each film, 10 points to each uh-huh. film, like maximum of 10 points, uh-huh. I think the series would get a 17. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> correct. So zero points for Exorcist I might, I might give it a 16. 16. Yeah, 16, 17. It doesn't really matter that much. but Below 20. Exorcist, yeah, Exorcist 2 gets zero points. Yeah. And Exorcist 3 gets 6 or 7. Exorcist 1 gets... I know, give Exorcist 1 a 9. Yeah, I don't, don't want to give it a full it. 10. It's not that good, but yeah, it's really exactly. it's not, good. It's not, it's not a full 10, but it's good. It's not like one of my favorite so, movies of all time. But so I'll give it yeah. 16. 16 out of 30. Yeah. Which is like massively brought down by Exorcist. Uh, yeah, of course. Exorcist. The average is ruined by, by the Exorcist yeah. 2 being what it is so basically the the thesis of our spooky series is don't watch the exorcist 2 whatever you do yeah watch the exorcist 1 so yeah if this was to be like a spooky like really exorcist 3 not the spookiest of movies i'd keep it off your halloween watch list if you really unless unless, except for a couple scenes which are really unless you have the woman woman on the ceiling yeah well unless you have an that's really spooky an extensive Halloween watch like unless you watch like more than three movies a year around Halloween I mean a lot of people do yeah a lot of people do but some people don't you know if you watch more than three it can make it in if you don't watch more than three I know a guy who like watches like every October just spends like all the time watching if I I had my druthers I would watch one every night but I just don't I just don't have the time or or consciousness at the end of the day yeah but but yeah yeah. Yeah, so one and three. That is the series. That is the series. I don't even know what you're talking about. What is uh, The Exorcist 2? Never heard of it. Who is Richard Burton? Who is. Uh, Linda Blair. Who, <laughs> well, no, Linda Blair was who, in the first movie. Right? Who? <laughs> no, he's he's the convicted criminal. Oh, yeah. We do. He, he should be named. We shall be. He shall be named. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. that. We'll do it for this that. That wraps episode. up our episode, and that wraps up, uh, you know, our spooky season. Uh, happy, happy Halloween, happy Halloween, everybody! If you're listening to this, ooh, at a, ooh, happy Halloween! Ooh. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be back next week with um, some something else something that's not horror related, yeah, something less spooky, probably, probably. Yeah, but yeah. all right, bye all. Okay. Oh yeah, shout out to everybody in Virginia. Actually, I wonder if somebody's actually in Washington, D.C., where this film is set, and their ISP is in Virginia. Actually, the District of Columbia did! It's just not on the map, because the District of Columbia is not on the map. It's too small. People in D.C. people, shout out to you. Oh, shit. Oh shit, what if it's Ted Cruz? Ted the Zodiac Killer is listening. <laughs>